going for boost over well i think going for boost if you're a boost merchant like someone like aj or someone you go for boost <laughs> hundred percent of the time yes always every second of every game balls going in your net don't worry about it go get the boost and make sure you've got the full 100 to celebrate with the other team <laughs> never, never, never. Yeah, never. Always, always go for Yes. Number one rule of rock league. Welcome to the Boost Over Ball podcast, where three aggressively average Rocket League players talk about everything RLCS with your hosts, Ace, Code Red Jack, Kyle Cube, and AJ Binky. So if you've ever wondered when the best time to go for Boost Over Ball is, you've come to the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Boost Over Ball podcast. To listeners new and old, hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, again, we hope everyone had a happy new year. Uh, today, I'm I'm Kyle K-Cube. I'm here with uh, AJ Binky. How's it going? Not too terribly bad. Just getting over a sinus infection. So, other than that, oh, fantastic, though. Yeah, well, it's great to have you back. It's been a little bit. We've been doing some interviews, uh, some episodes uh, with other people uh, as uh, AJ gets moved and, you know, gets over his uh, his sinus infection. So we're glad to have you back. Yeah, good to be back. Well, on today's episode, we will not be bringing you uh, information from an RLCS update. Uh, we thought we were. Um, I got debated a few times. I uh, got rickrolled a couple times, <laughs> not paying attention to uh, the verified accounts but uh here we are uh so today we'll be talking about epic's deal with blast esports what that could mean for rocket league some positive and positives and negatives as well as uh what the future holds for that uh we will also be talking about results from the draw number nine uh you know some of the results that took place some some of our takeaways as we kind of uh, kill a little bit of time, bring you some information, and uh, all wait for this RLCS announcement that we hope will happen this week. But with that being said, we will jump right in to start talking about Blast Esports. Um, it was announced that Blast Esports will be taking over uh, the production duties from Epic Games, from Psyonix, uh, moving forward in a multi-year deal. Um, what are your first thoughts on that? Uh, who did it before? Was it just Psyonix? Yeah, Psyonix and Epic. Well, I feel like this is a good thing then. Because, like, it's one giant thing that they don't have to worry about anymore. They worry about as much. Yeah. Like, I... If they have somebody else doing it, then then they can just go hands off. I would agree. Um, And... We, we had to do a little bit of research beforehand, but for those of you who aren't familiar with Blast Esports, they were created in 2020 as a CSGO esports league. They transitioned into CSGO 2 when that when that happened. They've done, um, rain, they do Rainbow Six Siege, they do Fortnite and Rocket League now. Um, you know, s- some positives that we have here are, you know, they have an incredible broadcast quality. Uh, the in-person events are stupendous. They really leave nothing to be desired at in-person events and LAN events. Um, and you know, it's not Epic games. So I guess there's a potential for more transparency 
and you know some more announcements which is kind of ironic that we're talking about that right now as we're waiting for an announcement <laughs> but you know still yeah uh i do have one question about this so like is talent gonna be potentially different with blast esports i think it could be i've been seeing a lot of stuff on twitter of uh people announcing their uh their end of working for rl esports oh that's true yeah um this is basically like taking the place of rl esports not like you know the twitter account or anything like that but like from a broadcast perspective right so like you see people talking about you know it's my it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to work on rocket league um you know all mm-hmm. that kind of fun stuff but you know i it it's also been like stacks and some of the other uh uh rl esports talent has said you know sometimes we don't get renewed until a couple of weeks before the event uh, before the event that's not unusual but um right. A lot of people have been it's been announced that people like behind the scenes and in the production room have been let go so i'm not uh i'm intrigued to see what happens and i you know my heart goes out to those people who uh who have lost their their jobs and their place in our esports i mean i would imagine a lot of it would just stay the same because like that's the people who know the game you know but Maybe yeah, they just bring on completely new people. I don't know for sure. Like uh, Alex Winther, um, wrapping up an amazing chapter as a producer of RLCS. Grateful for the memories, our exceptional team, and the priceless experience we've shared. Proud to have contributed to making RLCS what it is today. Excited to apply my knowledge onto new projects at EFG. GGS, like that. He's not the first one. There's been a lot of people that have been talking about that, and a lot of people that have been. Um, you know, re- like reaching out, like, hey, keep everybody in mind. Like, this is this is still a tough time in esports. So, you know, I-, I would have to imagine a lot of the talent would stay the same. That's how you keep you bring back viewership. Um, you but thanks, so. though. I mean, you you never really truly know in esports. So I will. Yeah. You know, we're waiting just like everybody else, and like in yeah. true podcasting fashion, we we decided to to bring you guys this episode today so that you could get an announcement, right? Because like as soon as we hit post, like you know, they'll drop the actual announcement and all of this will be, like, they'll clear up all of this. Yeah. But, uh, no kidding. But, um, <laughs> the, now, it's not all sunshine sunshine and rainbows with Blast. Um, there's a couple of negatives that I was able to find from people who are involved in other esports that they've, that they've produced and showcased in the past. Um, for CSGO, uh, specifically, there's a long, they do two seasons like our circuits is a, is a better way to describe it but like two splits basically and um there was a four month break in between um their their circuits or splits you know like not like maybe half of the the off season that we've had this year for rlcs but you know it was hard for players supposedly that was um to allow third-party tournament organizers to put on events but um from my research, it was only Gamers 8 that was able to do something there for, for CSGO. So it really just translated to, like, a lot of teams not being able to play for four months, like, competitively. And, um, you know, hopefully that... Rocket League has a decent... Like, at least this past downtime has had a decent amount of, like, third-party tournaments, right? Like, I know some bigger yeah. streamers put some on and stuff like that, like the Salt Mine things like that salt mine the draw uh rocket baguette um bandit bandits yeah. on wheels like there's a lot of them this this off season we did an entire episode on on, on that stuff 
um, earlier in the offseason, but I also know that um, Psyonix and Epic Games gave money to third-party tournament organizers to help them, you know, put those events on because they knew the offseason was going to be so long. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm all for the third-party events. They don't really take the place of the pro events, but they're not supposed to. But, you know, you can't really run them if you don't have, like, funding or support from the from the game itself. So, yeah, I mean, Gamers 8 is a fantastic event. Like, we've seen, you know, the kind of numbers that they pull, the, the names that they're able to bring. Um, so, you know, that that's good for the scene that Gamers 8 is able to do something like that, but not everybody can self-fund a tournament that big. So... You know, we'll have to wait yep. and see what, you know, what changes to the format of ROCS there are. And then that kind of brings us into our next point, right? It's like how much um, influence is Epic Games and Psyonix going to have on Blast? Have Are they fully hands-off? Is Blast going to handle everything? Um, are they just going to do production and LAN event, uh, like, management, basically? Um, like, I'm very intrigued to kind of see how this partnership like starts to work out and how they, you know, work hand in hand. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting. Yeah. Cuz like, you know, Blast is has favored the like I said earlier, the the two splits or two circuits approach. RLCS in the past has done 3. Um so I've seen a lot of people like speculating that it's going to be two lands and a world championships every year instead of three and a world championships, but I am interested to see what happens here right because i think you i think there's still a world where you can do three lands and a world championships every year and still have like two three months of an off season so to speak Mm -hmm. you know just kind of give the players a little bit of a chance to unwind like at the end of the season you know like instead of doing world championships in august maybe do them like the beginning of of september or something so then you really have like you know september october november december and then start back up again in the new year, similar to how they're doing now. So, like, I mean, it's kind of possible that their the extended off season was really just a way to um, reinvigorate the the esport, bring about like a new season, like that coincides with the calendar year. Because, like, in the past we had like RLCS X and you know different seasons like that, but now you could have RLCS twenty four, RLCS twenty five, you know, so on and so forth. So maybe it makes it easier for them to, to like keep it organized and to make it more sustainable. Yeah, that would be nice. It would, but again, like, I feel like sustainability isn't exactly a thing that esports has right now. I would agree wholeheartedly with the turnover that we're seeing with the you know the different companies coming in and out of the scene. <laughs> like, you know, sorry to to bring up old wounds here, but like version one leaving the scene. Um, but like at the same time you have like you know it's rumored that tsm is going to be entering like is going to be coming back to rocket league luminosity's back um og esports with red bull are you know making an appearance so like people still are are still awaiting the cloud nine return you know there's like organizations (laughs) that happened it could have happened well i mean the players at least they could have done something so funny. They could have made an that announcement today that so they were coming good. back and the entire yeah. like scene would have lost their collective minds. Oh yeah. That would have it just absolutely destroyed the internet. But, you know, sometimes sometimes that happens that you know it doesn't exactly work out. So oh well. But, you know, it, it's it's interesting because I'm I'm very intrigued to see 
to see what what the announcement is, what the format's going to be, when everything's going to start. But I'm starting to get a little bit nervous, right? So, you know, I, I said we weren't yeah. really going to talk about it as much, but, um, you know, they said that this split was going to start at the end of January. We're almost firmly in mid-January right now. Yep. And I've seen rumors that potentially an NA, like the NA, NA event was going to start it off um, like the 20th and the 21st of January. That's like a week and a half from now. Um, I don't, uh, whoa. <laughs> Did she see that? She just like jumped like four feet to try and attack Freddy. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, I don't remember who, I do remember who said it, I'm not going to say their name, but uh, they said it was originally supposed to be end of January, now it's like middle of February, and I want to say that got delayed now too, but I can't, I can't, I can't remember the specifics of what he said, what he or she said, depending on that person's gender, Yeah, I'm not going to specify. I mean, it's... It's becoming less likely to me that something happens at the end of January, but also at the same time, it's still possible they release an announcement later today or tomorrow. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday on the 9th, so... Um, okay, like, where did who where did this announcement today come from? Um, the one of the... I didn't people, hear anything about this. One of the people who runs um, Shift was talking in the, RC, oh. in the RLCS, Achilles. Okay. Um, Gotcha. Was talking in the in the Discord, um, in the RLCS Discord, and said, you know, I think it's today. It's not really a leak, but it I think it should be today. Okay, so like he very well just could be wrong. Yeah, for sure. Or he could be right, and they haven't done it yet. Yeah. So I mean, like it, it kind of made sense for it to happen like today or tomorrow, in my opinion, right? If it's gonna be, if it's gonna be like starting very shortly, because you still need to do like open qualifiers. You still need to do, um. If if open qualifiers are a thing that they're going to continue to do, I again they can change you know way more than than just the split format. Cool. So yeah, you know it's it's certainly going to be interesting to see what happens. I you know I kind of hoped and uh, was was excited maybe for the potential of an announcement today. Um, I refreshed. Yeah. I think I refreshed Twitter today more times than I have in my entire life combined. <laughs> You don't have an auto refresh extension on Chrome or something? It's on my phone. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. But like I have all the tweet notifications on and you know, so hopefully, yeah, yeah. you know, we'll just have to wait and see like everybody else. I was hoping to kinda to hear Where sooner would it rather even than come later. from. Would it be RL Esports? That's kinda what I think, because they're they're would they've done like... the announcements in the past. Yeah, that's what I figured. I think RL Esports, I do get every tweet notification. Yeah. But, you know, really, like, realistically, I just want to be able to know the dates so that I can start to plan things out, yeah. right? Because, like, especially for us here on the show, because we take, we try to go to every LAN event that we can and bring, like, logistically, it's difficult to get everybody in the same place to find flights and everything like that, to get the, to get passes, to get all the camera gear and all the recording equipment there, to, you know, to do all that kind of stuff. So, I'm hope I was hoping that we'd get to know sooner rather than later so that we could continue to plan everything out, right? Because like in the past, it's been like a split starts. You got about a month until the land, and then there's a like two weeks off season, and then it, you're three weeks off season, and then it's a you know another month, and then another land. Do they tell the pros 
I feel like they wouldn't because like they just leak it, right? I, that's what I would think too. I mean, like Luminosity was tweeting today that they don't really know what's going on, that they don't really expect like yeah. an announcement this week. Um, like it certainly seems like no one really truly knows what's going on, which is yeah, wild that's... because they have to uh, organize. Uh, real. They have to organize even more. So, like, and quickly too. Yeah, yeah. especially if it's like. Like you think about like a international major, like if it starts to start at the end of January, let's just say for in, for for argument's sake that a, an international LAN event is happening first week in March, right? And like for all the EU mm-hmm. OCE SAM teams that are going to make it, like that's a lot of travel for them, especially for like OCE. Like if you know you're going to put a LAN yeah. in Chicago, for example, I have no idea if that's where it is. I just that's the first city I could think of, right? Yeah, that's and, a lot of planning. Like that's like two months. Not even. Yeah. Like you have like you have two months basically to, to plan the trip, to get everything booked. Well but then also these teams are probably gonna have to boot camp, but then also you have to think that like, okay, well their their place at the LAN isn't necessarily solidified yet, but at least one team from the region is gonna go. So like it, it's just like there's so many like moving parts that that like I kinda get it, but also at the same time I'm starting to get a little bit nervous that uh, an announcement is not as imminent as we thought, but but with them not doing production anymore, does that mean that future announcements will come further before the actual date, so we'd get more planning time? I mean, I would hope so. I would think like if you're not going to have to worry about production or in-person land events or anything like that, that they can be more transparent with you know roadmaps with updates with you know all that stuff because while they you know they did sign a contract to to with blast for them to produce all this stuff potential if you're signing the contract then it's going to be less expensive than what you would need to do it in-house right so potentially that's you know some budget Mm -hmm. and some people that you could allocate to doing other things yeah i would hope so too however it is epic, and... I feel like that's hoping a lot. That's the copium right there, yep. Exactly, yeah. Because, like, they've shown um, in the past that they're not really willing to be transparent. They're not really willing to give anybody any anything plus, for Rocket League. it's going to be the first events that they do with this new production company. So, like, I give it a year before before any any noticeable improvement starts. I think that's kind of... Starts being noticeable. Right, I think that's kind of fair. Yeah. But um, last but not least on the Blast Esports thing, um, one of the things that could potentially factor in down the line for Blast is Blast.tv. Blast.tv, according to their website, is our new big thing. It's the ultimate platform where millions of esports fans will come together to watch, chat, be entertained by the best content from our world. It's a radical new way to watch esports. So the best their elevator pitch. Yeah, that's the elevator pitch for Blast.tv. Um, to me, it kind of seems like its own app, its own website. Um, it kind of integrates some of the stuff of like what Shift's doing with like recent results, with news articles, with pictures, with things like that. And then also it gives you another place to watch esports, right? Potentially outside of Twitch or YouTube. Um, now that's not to say that they're going to be switching there, you know, imminently. As far as I know, and from everything that I've heard, it'll still be on Twitch and YouTube, um, f- you know, for the foreseeable future. But you know, this could potentially be a good thing with all of their esports content being in one place, um, subject to like their own rules, their own streaming, things like that. So you maybe you don't have to worry about copyright music. Maybe you don't have to worry about, you know, vods. 
you know, things like that. Like they'll have replays and highlights and all that stuff that are readily available to, to fans trying to view, you know, their esports. How do you feel about this? Good thing or bad thing, Blast TV? I think it could be a good thing. I think another another aspect to it is we saw like the Overwatch League, um, CSGO League, CS2 Go, CS2 League now, sorry, um, you know, streamed yeah. on ESPN. Like that's, you know, major market people with the tier one esport being in front of a lot more people than if it were just on Twitch or YouTube. Um, Blast.tv could be angling for, you know, some kind of TV partnership to be able to, you know, broadcast their, you know, their esports yeah. on a channel. I think that that could only do good things for esports and grow, you know, yeah. CS2, Fortnite, Rocket League, Rainbow Six, all that stuff. So I really think it could be a good thing. That now the only thing is like if you force people to use Blast.tv and then you know make a paywall out of it, I think that's really the only downside that I could see. How would they even? What would they paywall? Well, because I mean, like you think about Twitch, right? If you wanna if you wanna watch RLE Sports sure. without ads, you have to subscribe, and you know either you use a Prime sub or that's fair. subscribe. Yeah. Just do their own like advertisement on streams. Yeah, yeah. or just charge you a monthly subscription to be able to watch the esports but like in my opinion that's like one of the big positives of esports is the fact that you need a device with an internet connection to watch right you don't need to pay you can watch the ads it's not that big of a deal like but that brings in more audience that's why the audience base for esports is so much higher than any other sport um that you can watch like on tv or on the internet you think having like this blast.tv streaming a bunch of different esports is a good way to get eyeballs from different esports to other ones so like like rocket league people start watching valorant or whatever just because it's like another option on the website or do you think that's not gonna happen like hardly at all um, I think there's a potential possibility for people to like go onto the app looking for something and then set like, oh hey, they're they're streaming Valorant. Like, let me let me check that out. Like, I, I certainly see it yeah. as a as a possibility. Like, you know, there are times like when you use YouTube as a perfect example, right? You go down the YouTube rabbit hole. Like, you need like yeah. you, you went you went in searching for you know how to how to fix a, a TV, and all of a sudden you're watching <laughs> you know squirrel chasing man or something like that. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I think it's it's gonna. I think it is going to, because like, you'll see the recognizable team logos, and like, oh, they they play this other game, you know. Well, let's check this out. Or like, when do they play? You know. Yeah, and like similarly, I think it's also an opportunity for esports organizations to, um, like I I noticed on on Blast website they have like partner organizations, right? And those the partner organizations mm-hmm. are plastered all over the place falcons team falcons from mina have uh are a partner organization so you know potentially there's an opportunity for them to you know link their merch or a merch store um you know insert tweets you know things like that it gives them a place to you know to another further platform and avenue for them to make money which like realistically like esports prints money there's just not a really good way to monetize it for the organizations right like there's so many people there's so much interest there's so much desire to be involved and to support your team. Like, I think that like it could potentially bring a whole new revenue stream for some of these organizations, um, you know, that. but you know, 
bets a lot on Blast TV, Blast Esports, Blast in general. Um, we're still waiting on this RLCS announcement. Um, if there is one that drops this week at some point, we will be coming back together with a quote-unquote emergency episode to talk about the dates, the events, you know, our excitement, you know, any split changes, details, things like that that they may that they may announce. But uh, in the meantime, we wanted to get an episode recorded for you. But uh, the last thing we'll talk about on this episode is the draw number nine. Um, we're not going to break down the whole event. We're just going to talk about some notable performances, some notable games, and our takeaways from the event. And uh, to start us off, I think that the biggest notable performance would be G2 Stride falling to Luminosity in the first round, ending their run in the draw. Um, you know, is that G2 having an off day? Is that Luminosity peaking? Like, what, what do you think? Well, first of all, who's on Luminosity again? Luminosity <laughs> is, is Rettles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Luminosity, yeah, Reddles and Cheese mm-hmm. with Raw Greg. The I didn't see this coach. match. I didn't watch any of this. I saw a little bit of the finals, but that was it. Um, so not knowing, I think it could have been either way. Either G two not performing up to their peak, which is in a uh, ridiculous peak, has to be, or it could have been Luminosity playing very well yeah i mean i, I think and it's we all know that they have a very very capable roster so like even even when they're both playing well, like both teams are playing well i feel like it would it still could go either way like what was the what was the uh record here we got it was three two so it's game five it looked like there was only one game that wasn't close. Yeah, and game, a, game four. Well, game four, four zero luminosity. Yeah. Other than that, they were all pretty close. So, even one OT. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if if I had to pick one, I'd say G two didn't play up to there, uh, uh, up to par. That's that's kind of where my head's at. I mean, I know luminosity with with the team that they have, they play a stupidly aggressive play style. Yeah, I would imagine so, yeah. Right, with, you know, with Magic Bear and Rettles both being really aggressive players, um, there's almost always somebody demoing, right? Cheese is a very calculated, slow, methodical player. I don't know if slow is the right word, but, like, very methodical. And so he fits, he definitely definitely needed someone like that on the team. So, you know, maybe the aggressive play style out, like straight out of the gate, like really kind of threw G2 off. But I I would tend to agree. I think that you're, that G2 is not playing up to their, their ridiculously high peak. Um, Next, we have Luminosity being ousted by uh, your eventual turner runner, your tournament runners up in Torment's Minions. Um, And that roster for those that are not familiar is Calm, JNaps, and Noli. Um, that is soon to be OG Esports, uh, Red Bulls Esports organization. They're set to be picked up by them. Um, so Tor- Torment's Minions, soon to be OG, take down Luminosity to make a, a top four. They then this was take a sweep. It was a sweep, yeah. Interesting. They only scored one goal out of all three games. Yeah. That's crazy. So they played very well. They then swept uh, G Buffalo, which is. Hazo, Buffy, and G-Man um, have G-Buffo. not... Yeah, G-Buffo. Buffalo. Oh, G-Buffo, sorry. Yeah. But they sweep them pretty handily. 
Um, again, G Buffo only scoring one goal. Um, and they're in their they they kind of cruised into the grand finals. Um, where on the other side we have Space Station Gaming uh, beating NRG in five games, taking down Flight three games to one, and then taking down Pirates on a Boat three to one. And Pirates on a Boat we talked about it last episode. That's Andy five up and Toasty. Um, a good showing for them. Uh, you know, with five up being you know a, a newcomer to to the scene, um, like an up and coming talent. So. You know, good for them. And then we have Space Station Gaming taking down Torment's Minions three games to two in a best of five. Um, you know, I, I hats off to Space Station. Um, LJ is absolutely nuts. You know, we we knew that from Worlds. We knew that from from the the Spring Split. But you know, where's Ace when you need him? No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, could Arsenal have been holding LJ back? And it certainly seems like yes. he's been unleashed. You say yes? I say yes, yeah. Do you have any reasoning for that? No, not really. Okay. I just wanted to, you know, throw some random opinion out in the wind. Hey, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, like, you think about back I mean, when... look at Daniel. Yeah, that's fair. You know, same thing happened with him. Yeah, and, and I mean, dropped, dropped Daniel, and they started going wild. Yeah, I mean, you think about uh, like LJ back when he was on Oxygen, when Oxygen had a team in NA, and he he almost dragged that team kicking and screaming to an international major by himself. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so you think about Space Station with Arsenal, while they their performances were good, sometimes the offense offense wasn't always there, but Arsenal was still really the star of the show, right? It was you know mm-hmm. Arsenal's team, so to speak, and. You know, I think by Arsenal moving to Dignitas, you kind of really hand the keys to the castle over to LJ. And, you know, he's certainly the the player to to do that. And then you bring in someone like Chicago uh, to fill in that space. And I think he could be the perfect third for them. His shooting accuracy has been good. He's one of the best strikers in in NA, in my personal opinion. You have the the mechanical mastermind in LJ, the shooting talent in Chicago, and kind of the defensive, like... um, calming steady presence of hoxer i think that you have all the 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 makings of a, a top tier na roster we saw somebody else's minions before right um maybe it was Apjack's minions i can't remember who it was yeah neither do i but i it, it seems so familiar yeah but you know, I'm certainly interested to see how Space Station can compete with, you know, the likes of Gen G and their roster, G2 and their roster. So, you know, yeah. with that, we'll have to wait. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, we'll have to wait till the RLCS announcement to kind of figure out when we'll get to see that, you know, on the, the main stage, so to speak. Um, but with that, any any final thoughts before we wrap up? Give us something to work with, Psionics. Epic. Whoever's gonna make the announcement, just just give us something. Yeah, I would agree. We need something. Just give us a little bit of a breadcrumb to keep to tide everyone over until the main announcement comes. But also, bring back version one. <laughs> bring back version one. And also, <laughs> if the announcement comes this week, you're welcome for recording the episode so that the so that this announcement could come. If it didn't, then it wasn't our fault. <laughs> But with that, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, join our Discord, and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts as it really helps us out. Your five stars help us grow our show and reach a larger audience, which we're always trying to do as we 
aim to to help as many people as we can and bring you the best content possible. Also check out our YouTube, our Twitch, our TikTok, and our merch store. All of these links and more can be found on our website at boostoverball.com. From us here on the show, as always, remember to choose Boost Over Ball. Thank you for listening to the Boost Overball podcast. Make sure to check out our website, www.boostoverball.com, and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts.